Blog Talk Radio. Church, 
while senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I would like to thank each and everyone who is who are tuning in to the show. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Okay. Regardless if you been saved for many days, couple of days, few hours, or for several years, as long as you live some way, somehow, without your involvement, you may end up getting into some type of conflict or some type of situation that may come up where you may have to speak up or shut up. And there are times, especially as I'm going to say, like just being very transparent, sometimes as believers, as Christians, sometimes people may try to take our kindness for weakness. There are times that people may say, well, you know, they'll push you, push you, push you until they try to make you break. There are some that may even just feel that, "Mm, you know what, we're just going to sign them up for this or we're just going to disregard their feelings. There are times that as believers, Some people may even try to push us over the edge. So today on this show, we want to talk about those times where we in those uncomfortable moments where we have to deal with a situation or we in the the middle of a situation. In other words, knowing how to choose our battles to fight. Also, learning how to stand your ground, and we're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called When to Speak Up and When to Shut Up. Now, this hits home to me. Actually, this episode came to me this week. I I was... um, Sitting down, I was talking to God. One of the things I always try to do is ask God, God, you know, what do you want me to tell your people? What do you want your people to know? And as I began to just wait and sit and look, he told me, shut up. I'm like, hmm. Just, it was just quiet. All of a sudden, I just heard, shut up. Hmm. And then I heard, okay, speak. And then I began to really just pay attention. And then I realized that there is a time and a place for us to speak up and for us to shut up. And so with that, especially for those that don't know, I work in the jailhouse. I work for the Dallas Sheriff Department. And there are times because 
some know that I'm a believer. There are some that would deliberately push our buttons, push my buttons. And normally, I'm the type, I'm not so much of a reactive person. I'm a proactive person. I like to nip things in the bud. I like to, uh, if I see a potential problem, I like to deal with it right then and there. I don't like, I really don't like to see stuff linger. And so, as I began to really just look at it, I began to evaluate my time at work. And I know many of us have dealt with problems at work, family, uh, within the church, in school, wherever. There are times where people, like I said, will deliberately try to take your kindness for weakness because they automatically think that old philosophy, uh, meek means weak. They feel because us as Christians, we're meek. Uh, they're quiet. Uh, you know what? They're not going to say anything. They're not going to do nothing. But as soon as we end up standing our ground, the first thing, oh, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be saved. Let me tell you something. We have to understand there are boundaries that we all have. Regardless if you are not a Christian or are a Christian, everyone has boundaries. One of the things that we always say, your right ends where mine begin. In other words, where my rights are at, the boundaries of my rights, it cuts yours off right there. So in other words, Many people will try to overstep our boundaries, and it's okay for us to speak up. It's okay for us to say, you know what? No. A lot of times people think that as Christians or as believers that we can't say, no, that devil is a lie. No, we have every right to tell people no. Sometimes you have to shut people down. There are some people they may even try to camouflage himself as your friends or even as a fellow Christian. Oh, okay, well, how you doing? You know, because a lot of times they they already know what they want from you. They really don't care. Hey, how you doing? They really don't care how you're doing. They just trying to butter up to you so they can get what they want. Regardless if it's money, information, Whatever, some type of deed, some type of favor, whatever. But the thing is, we have to remember as believers, we have rights. But along with those rights, we have a voice. We have a voice that we should, we have every right to express ourselves. So, as the episode goes on, we're going to talk about different times when we should speak because the key thing is we should speak, but also we want to make sure that our words are effective, our words are related at the right time, especially to the right person. Now, we have to remember, like I said earlier, 
as believers, we may get in some type of situation, disagreement, or conflict with someone. And I always use the analogy when I'm at work. I always tell the people who get hired on, I don't care how saved you are. I don't care what title you have in your church. The longer you're there working in the jail, eventually you will get in some type of altercation. It has nothing to do with you avoiding to avoid a fight. Just because of the environment and the people that you may be dealing with, you will eventually have some type of conflict. I know many pastors, many evangelists, many people who are who have positions in church. Eventually, there are people that's going to come into the excuse me, church, come into the workplace in the jail that would deliberately pick on you. They would deliberately try to jump on you. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I had one inmate. One inmate told one of the nicest officers who ever worked up there. That inmate looked at him and said, you know what? One day, I'm going to jump on you. You know why? Because you're so nice. You're too nice. So it doesn't matter who you are. Eventually, it's going to happen. So I utilize the jail scene as ordinary part of life. It happens. It happens to me. It happens to anybody as long as they have breath in their body. Eventually, it's going to happen. It may happen. It may not happen at the workplace right then and there. It may happen within the home. It may happen within the family. It might happen at church. It might happen at school. Eventually, it's going to happen. But the key thing is not so much of hmm, it happening. The key thing is what are we going to do about it when we ha- when it happens. So, part of the thing we want to do we want to talk about when to speak up. The first thing we have to look at when should we speak up. When you're dealing or receiving injustice, we have to realize that there are some people that would deliberately try to bully us. Now, there are bullies just about everywhere you look. And I mentioned some of the places earlier, and it happens. And when we look at it, that bullying is a spirit. And that spirit may go into anyone. Sometimes it goes to those who are sometimes close to you that you least expect. But we have to recognize that spirit. So that way we'll not so much deal with that individual, but we deal with that spirit that's within that individual. So when you receive an injustice, that's not the time to be silent. Also, we have to realize, even with injustice, we have to realize what are our rights or what are we being deprived of. Those particular rights is not just for you, but you you have to realize that it's also for that next individual that's behind you. But also, 
it could be that you need to stand up for you to be able to represent who Christ is because they may not be doing it unto you. They may be doing it unto him. I'm going to give you a quick example. This may sound kind of strange, but you think about this. Let's just say, for example, mm, let's just say, for example, there's something that you are totally against. That's something that you don't do. Let's just say that mm, this person, you don't curse. But then there's somebody come up and they just curse up a storm, curse up a storm. And they say, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't mean it to do that. I didn't know that you were um this uh I didn't know you, you were saved or I'm sorry. I I heard that you were um a saved. I heard that you were a preacher or, or whatever. Most people when they hear that, some people well, I ain't gonna say most, some people would say, you know what? Don't worry about it, don't worry about it, it's all right. No, it's not all right. Think about it. What we have to do is just say, you know what? Thank you. See, that person is acknowledging the Christ in you. That person was not wrong because they end up repenting. The person that was wrong was the one that said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I said that to say this. It's not so much of you, but it's the it's the Christ in you that may be receiving some injustice. So in order for you to realize you have to know who you're representing and understand that you're just the body there, but you're representing Christ and allowing Christ to come to the scene through you. So if there's any injustice, you have to see if there's someone that's doing that unto God or towards God, and you speak regardless if you feel like, well, you know, I can't, I can't do it. No, you have to do it. Sometimes you have to, like I said, nip things in the bud. Sometimes you have to look at, you know what, this person right here, this person is treating me this way. Because of who I represent. And a lot of times they'll deliberately do that because I was saying earlier, because they think meek means weak, which it doesn't. It means strength under control. In other words, self-discipline. So in other words, that doesn't mean that we're going to be what? We're going to be sitting down all the time. No, there's a time to stand up. There's a time to speak up. And so these are the times that we're going to be, when we receive injustice. And also, you have to put aside your shyness. You have to put aside your reservedness. You have to put aside you being, quote, unquote, uncomfortable speaking up for yourself. You got to put that to the side. In other words, you got to look at what's best for business, what's best for your business, What's best for the business of God? So, in other words, you have to speak up. Other thing, not rely upon someone else to speak up for you. Years ago, 
we were getting ready to petition for a raise at our job. And so a lot of times they would tell us to meet up and we need to join this organization and that organization and merge together. They were saying some beautiful words. And so when I realized we were going to be, what, coming together, come to find out what they were doing, they wanted us to come together and band together, but not for us to go in an individual basis. Why? Because there are some people that were the high up that had their own agenda. In other words, they actually were looking out for themselves, but they wanted us to remain silent. And so there are some that followed those group of people, and you know what happened? Those who already had their agenda on the table, they looked at us and they pushed us to the side. And they got what they wanted, but we didn't get what we needed. The other situation was there were some people that uh, had a disagreement at my job, and it was about 75 people who did not like the policy that the supervisor was trying to implement. So the supervisor said, well, all that disagree, write a memorandum. And so he had all those individuals out of 75 people, all those individuals who wrote a memorandum to come into his office to discuss that memorandum. So all those people who wrote a grievance, excuse me, all those people who wrote a memorandum went to his office. And there was myself and one other young lady out of 75 people. Two people wrote a memorandum disagreeing the policy that he was trying to implement. And so when I wrote that memorandum, I was using plural forms. We feel that or we feel that this or it's injustice for this for us, but he's not speak on a plural form. You can't speak for everybody. You speak up for yourself. So he had me to change my memorandum from we to I. From we to me. I feel this. I feel that. And so he said, well, I applaud y'all for y'all speaking up, but the other 73 people, apparently, they agree with the policy, so we're going to go with the majority. And so that really opened up my eyes to make sure. I don't care how people talk about, well, you know, it's on, it's not right. It's not right for this and that. But the key thing is for you to follow through with your stance all the way through. In other words, being able to put pen and paper to action. So you have to speak up. But also, in you speaking up, you have to know your rights. That's a key thing I want to drill. We have to know our rights and stand on our rights. And also, in stand up for our rights, we have to articulate what the message is that we're trying to convey. We have to make sure that we do our homework. We have to make sure that we understand like the back of our hand, understand that policy. Because even the Bible tells us, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. That's pertaining to everything. We have to know our rights. We have to know our stands. We have to make sure that we also are following protocol. We have to make sure that we do our part. Because it's, 
it's awkward. It's wrong for us to tell someone, uh, even tell the supervisors, hey, look, I'm receiving injustice in this area, or I'm being deprived in this area, but we're not doing our part in our area that we're responsible in. So you have to make sure that you are best representing, even at work, you're best representing the company by you doing your part. By what? Doing the best you can on your job. And not just on your job, but even in school. Like I said, different areas. These are different areas that you may be dealing with in your life. But even if it is pertaining to your job, not just being the best worker or working at giving your all, doing your all, but even being punctual. Be on time. Even be before time. Now, I know that's something I'm continuously working on myself, punctuality. Doing what you're supposed to do. Also, make sure whenever there's problems, whenever there's conflict at the workplace, make sure you're not a part of it. There are so many people, they're into cliques. They're not, they're e- they will easily, they will easily avoid work instead of going on here and do the job. Instead of working, they'll they'll hide out. They'll take smoke breaks, um, coffee breaks, many breaks, instead of doing a job. Someone would avoid work. So don't be one of the ones that's avoiding work, but yet still you're trying to say, hey, look here, um, I'm being looked over as far as having a raise or promotion. Make sure that you're doing your part. Make sure when they do evaluation and they do a background check to see, you know what, to see if you are receiving some injustice, make sure that you're blameless, even on any accounts or accusations that people may be accusing you of. There are times that people are going to lie. There are times that people are going to accuse us of things. But make sure that those things are not true. That's the key thing. Make sure that they're not true. Also, make sure, I always say this, make sure you are a person of consistency. Make sure you you have a regular routine. Make sure also this. Make sure with you having a routine, make sure that you don't show favoritism in yourself regardless if it's at the workplace, family, church, whatever. But we have to be able to speak up, and also we can't depend upon someone to speak up for us. We have to use our own voice. And also, even what I was speaking about, how sometimes we may, we may not feel comfortable in using our voice, sometimes it takes a situation in order for us to be able to exercise or be able to be aware of our voice and start practicing it, using it, utilizing it. The more you do it, the more comfortable you become. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. You don't want to wait until you get into your 50s or 60s to try to find out your voice and utilize your voice. No. Even in the situations that 
let's just say you may have a child, even in a situation that you may see your children uh, in a situation. It's okay to be with them, but even helping them to be able to use their voice. It may start off something small like going to a fast food place or a restaurant. They want their food. Hey, have them to order. Let them order their food, not speaking up for them. Even something as small as that, it helps them with the confidence of using their voice. In other words, being able to articulate what they want, what they're looking for. So even something as small as that, being able to speak up, being able to allow them to use their voice, regardless of how long it takes, regardless if they stutter, help them. Let them use their voice. You actually hurt them when you speak up for them. Because if you begin to speak up for them, it may hinder them when they get older and speaking up, let's say, them as men, speaking up for their families. They have to be able to utilize their voice so that way when they become a husband or a father, they can go ahead and take the initiative to start speaking up for their family instead of you speaking up for them. And when they become a father, when they become a husband, then they're going to be relying upon their wife to speak up for them. So even something as small as that, having them to speak up for themselves. And also looking at the situation, there are times where it's okay to, you know, let stuff pass. But then there are other times where you have to put your foot down because there are some people, if you give them a pass, they're going to abuse it. If you give them a pass, they're going to begin to use you as a pushover. So like I said, sometimes nipping things in the bud is the best thing to do. So evaluate the situation. Count up the cost. There are times, like I said, where we have to speak up. But then there are other times we have to just shut up. When are those times that we need to shut up? First of all, when you know somebody ain't listening to you, you have to look at the situation, you have to look at the circumstances. And you dealing with someone where the tension is already high? Mm-mm. Just save your voice. See, a person that's angry is not listening. Some people, when they're angry, they're they're thinking about their emotions. Sometimes they're thinking about themselves. Now, I'm not saying everybody's like that. But you have to make sure if the timing is not right, utilize that time instead of talking. Utilize that time praying. Ask God to set the scene where the emotions won't be high. So that way, when the words, when the conversation come out, it can be peaceable. In other words, praying to ask God to set the atmosphere for communication. That's the key thing. See, a lot of times it's not so much of the conflict that's the problem. 
it's not being able to resolve the conflict. That's where our problems occur. So we have to ask God to set the scene. Sometimes even ask God to help us to shut up. Because a lot of times when our emotions are in the way, that's the worst time for us to be able to start talking. Because we end up saying things that we end up regretting. We end up saying things that may be hurtful. Sometimes, even when our emotions are in a way, sometimes we'll end up interpreting something. We'll interpret something that was said that might have been innocent or harmless. And because we are so concentrated on what we want to say, sometimes we end up misinterpreting and we end up what taking things out of proportion. So asking God to help us not just shut up, but keep our spirits hushed, keep our spirits quiet in order for us to hear from him. And also, even when we begin to communicate with that person or individual that we may have a disagreement with or a conflict with, we can be able to see and hear from their perspective. See, a lot of times the devil would try to bring in interference. He would try to bring in interference because the devil loved division. The devil does not want peace amongst believers. The devil does not want peace amongst family members. The devil does not want peace amongst marriages. Even peace at the workplace or at, at school. He does not want that. So we have to ask God to set the atmosphere. Ask God to keep our emotions intact. Being able to shut up. Also, in shutting up, ask God to help us to see the big picture. Ask God to help us not only to see from their perspective, but also asking God to help us to see the whole picture. Ask God to help us be able to get the proper understanding. Hmm. The other thing. I already said when someone is not listening, say your breath. Also, if it's not going to be profitable. When I mean profitable, that doesn't only mean financially. But would it do you any good speaking? Would it do you any good saying or talking? If if it's not, just be quiet. A lot of the other person is to say something sometimes they may end up talking and as they begin to talk sometimes they may hear themselves and then all of a sudden come back you know what I'm so sorry blah 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 blah. God may even bring peace while they're talking even if you feel that they don't want to start the conflict allowing God First, the key thing, allowing God to come into the scene. Allowing God to come into the scene by what? First of all, a couple of things. We got to be prayerful. Being prayerful when you have conflict or when you want to know if you should say something, if you not, if you should not say something, we have to be prayerful. Sometimes God, it seems like this. God would tell those who are used to not talking have them to speak up but then there are people who are not used to talking let me let me flip that around 
people who are not used to talking are the ones that sometimes God tells to speak. But then those who are used to talking, God will tell them, hey, be quiet, shut up. So sometimes God has a sense of humor. But we have to be able to be prayerful first. Ask God to examine us first. Because a lot of times it may not be the other person. It might be us. So ask God to examine us. And after we ask God to examine us, ask God to examine the other person. See, a lot of time when a person is hurting, a lot of times they may end up saying things that they may end up regretting. Sometimes somebody may say the right thing, but they may have said it with the wrong tone. Sometimes they might have said the right thing, the right tone, but the wrong timing. So it's so many different factors that may play. Like I said, the devil is he's trying to find some type of crack to go into to bring division because he does not like peace. So after we ask God to examine us, asking God to examine the other person, Ask God to examine the situation because you never know, even if if the shoes were on the other foot, what if you were in the same situation? How would you respond? So we got to think about that. So along with asking God to examine us, examine the person, examine the situation, ask God to Examine and set the timing for you all to talk. Communicate. I'm going to tell you this. I've done this before. There was someone that I might have had a disagreement with, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to call that person. To me, I had a good reason to do that. It so happened years ago, uh, they had a Western Nile virus uh, that the mosquitoes were carrying, and I saw on the news that they were saying that some mosquitoes in the person I had a conflict with, zip code, they broadcast that they found some mosquitoes that came out positive for West Nile virus. So I said, you know what, I'm going to call that person and let them know. And I felt in my spirit, do not call, do not call. But I was like, well, you know what, it's all right. Ain't no problem. I'm just going to call to let them know that uh, there was a Western Isle virus uh, carried by mosquitoes that was in their zip code. And I just kept feeling my spirit. So I said, you know what? I'm going to call anyway. It it ain't no harm. And I kid you not, less than five minutes after I'm on the phone with that person, I got so angry. I hung up the phone. This person and I we were going toe-to-toe over the phone. And I hung up the phone, and it was like I heard God say, I told you not to call. I said, man, but all I was doing was trying to do them a favor and let them know. He said, nope, 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 nope. I told you not to. Even though you may have of good intentions, the timing was not set for that person to receive your call. So that's what we got to look at sometimes, even with our good intentions. We got to ask ourselves, did God give us permission? Did God 
tell us to call that person or talk to that person. See, God might be, quote, unquote, I'm going to say this analogy. God might be in the kitchen cooking up the recipe for peace by setting the scene, help, uh, trying to help the person, trying to help you. So when y'all do come together, the results will be peace. But sometimes we try to step ahead of God and help God out, and we end up getting ourselves into a worse situation and going back because the situation was not prepared, or the individual, or even ourselves, we were not prepared. So guess what? Just like that cake that was not fixed, but fell on the ground, we got to throw it away and start all over again. So asking God to just fix everything and putting everything in his hands. But also, along with setting the scene and the timing, we need to make sure that it's effective. Make sure whatever we say, whatever we do, make sure that we're doing it First of all, unto God, but also realizing this. In Romans 12 and 18, the Bible does tell us, if it's possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. In other words, on you. Make sure that everything is clear with you. We have to be able to forgive. And sometimes people hold grudges and God want us to get that out of our system. We're not supposed to be holding grudges. We're not supposed to be holding unforgiveness. But just because you cool or you at peace and that person not at peace with you, it's okay to love people from afar as long as you don't have anything or no ill will in your heart towards them. So we have to ask God to help us in that situation so that way we won't end up getting ourselves in a situation where we end up hmm, regretting. I'm going to say it like that. But, you know, it's so easy. It's so easy for us to be able to just walk away. It's so easy for us to be able to just push people to the side. And those are the ones that God may be telling us, you know what? Don't give up. Sometimes it may take prayer and fasting to help situations, to help conflicts amongst people. But also, even with that conflict, we can't allow people to use us or disrespect us. We have to realize what, like I said earlier, we got to realize what our boundaries are, and we got to respect that because we set in the scene for our children. We set in the scene for those who may be watching us, and that doesn't mean that we step outside of character. No, I'm not talking about anything like that. But also examine every situation and give it to God. And if God tell you to remain silent, remain silent. If God tell you to speak up, Speak up, but this is something else we got to remember. Even in speaking up, say exactly what God gives you and don't add anything else to it. That's 
this we have a problem with. Say exactly how they say. Say what God says and cut it off. Don't add into it. Don't. But see, but you always do. You always. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. Just take a chill pill. Say what needs to be said. Speak up. But also, even for us to speak up when we're receiving injustice, that might be the opportunity for us to be able to see once we begin to speak up for ourselves, for us to be able to get that justice that we've been deprived, and then also for us to make sure that we don't do that same act towards someone else. Because the devil would try to utilize our hurt that we receive or the injustice that we receive from someone and then give injustice to somebody else or hurt someone else. No, no, no. In every situation, we need to give it to God. Because what happened, it just like the injustice I mentioned earlier or even the hurt that I mentioned Whatever we don't give to God, it end up coming into us and may end up being a spirit of unforgiveness or hatred. And we end up hating someone or giving someone the same injustice that we received. I always say this, hurt people hurt others. And a lot of time, it's not that they, some of them deliberately do it. Sometimes some people unknowingly do it, but we have to make sure that we give every situation to God. And once we give it to God, then it helps us to be able to deal with people so that way we don't become the people who have hurted us. We don't begin to give the injustice to those who gave us injustice. We don't begin to treat people based upon how they treated us. We'll be able to treat them in spite of how they treated us. So that's why it's so important for us to give everything to God. And once we give everything to God, he will help us to be the men and ladies that he called for us to be. And so that being said, asking God, that matter of fact, there was a song that said, know when to, know when to hold it, know when to fold it, know when to walk away, know when in other words, learning to pick and choose your battles. And there is there is a, a reason, there is a timing for us to do things, for us to say things, but let's consult God in every situation first. So that way we can be able to be effective and ultimately in having conflict, the ultimate thing is for us to have a resolution, peace, regardless if it's peace amongst each other and fellowship is restored or peace as we love them from afar. The main thing is that it's peace within you. You don't hold a grudge. You offer forgiveness. You do your part. And so with that being said, for those who might have been in the situation like that, Know that God can utilize those times to help us be, what, supervisors, managers. Because a lot of time, even with injustice, 
there are a lot of people who might have received injustice or being suppressed at the workplace. At the workplace, at the workplace, they might have had a hard supervisor that was ragging on them, um, trying to use them, trying to um, give over on them. And what happened? Because we did things the right way, and we stood up for ourselves. What happened? You end up getting that same position. And now the devil wants you to become just like that supervisor that was hard on you. But because you gave it to God and you gave your hurt over to God, now you are able to be the supervisor of those who are under you as the one that you supposed to have had. Sometimes the hardship that we receive from others is actually setting the stage for us to have that position, to have that, if you want to say position or if you want to say that authority. So we have to be able to see things from the spiritual eye because ultimately that problem that we may be receiving is not really them, but it's a spirit that's operated within them. Or it may be the spirit operating within the both of them, of you and them. Or it might be the situation. Like I said, you just never, ever know. So asking God to help us to be able to see things from his perspective and being able to have the peace, the patience, the wisdom, but ultimately the discerning spirit to be able to see things as God sees, so that way we can properly deal with it in the way that he would deal with it. So ultimately, we're giving everything to God and leaving it in his hands. And I guarantee you, when you put it in his hands, number one, he's the only one that can fix it. We can't. Ultimately, being able to trust God with the results and having a testimony afterwards. And if there's anyone who might have been listening who may be dealing with something that it seems like is too much for them. Give everything to God. There may be someone who may be dealing with something and they don't know what to say. They want to speak up for themselves. They don't know how to do it. Think about it like this. If your child was in your shoes, what would you tell them? You, You have to look at yourself outside of yourself. And that may even help you with the confidence of being able to speak up. But also, I'm going to say this. Never be afraid to speak up for yourself. Also, regardless if a person is a celebrity or a supervisor or whatever, never allow anybody to intimidate you. Remember this. I'm going to say this loud and clear. When you are speaking up for right. And you have the policy and the procedures on your side. Don't let anybody make you feel that, oh, they're going to retaliate. No, 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 no. Listen here. Even if they may try to write you up, remember this. The pen pushes both ways. Just like they may try to write you up, guess what? You have every right to write them up, regardless of who it is. So know your rights. Do your homework. That's the key thing I want to convey to the people. Do your homework. 
know your rights, know your stance. And when, when you do that, then you will realize not so much of your voice, but the words from the policy of the company that you're working for. They may You may be using your voice, but you're using the policy or the words of the company that's coming from policy. In other words, those are for your protection. This is for you. These are your benefits. So learn your rights. Learn your benefits. Like I said, make sure that you following protocol. Make sure you do the proper procedure. Make sure you go through the chain of command if need be. So that way you can deal with the high upsilons. Make sure you do your part. Don't be sloppy in business. Speak up. Be articulate. And when you deal with someone, when you are speaking up for yourself, make eye contact. When you're speaking up for yourself, not only make eye contact, but it's okay to even shake their hand, even if there's a disagreement. Shake their hand. How you doing? Always be professional. Always keep your professionalism. In other words, keep your cool. Because sometimes if they see somebody stepping outside of the character, and I know sometimes things can be very emotional, but even in the process of dealing with conflict, and I'm I'm looking at it as even at the workplace, even when you're speaking up, you know what? Just like you shook their hand in the beginning of the meeting, you can shake their hand after the meeting. And what happened when they begin to see consistency, you're allowing room for God to speak up on your behalf. In other words, deal with them. See, you could be talking to them in the daytime, but after the meeting is over with, God can deal with them in their sleep. God can deal with them at night. So allow God to come to the scene by you representing him in that situation. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, God can come in and move in any situation if we allow him to. But he has to have access to come in. So allow God to come in and fight for you in your situation. Ask God to give you the patience, the temperance, being able to speak, deal with love, in love, and also asking God to help you to be able to deal with sometimes difficult folks. Ask God to help you to not take it personal. But look at it as business. When you look at it as business, that way you won't allow that to define who you are. You won't take it personal. You won't look at it as if, you know what, this is a, even though I've worked at that job for 40 some odd years, you know what, don't look at don't look at that as, you know what, they're defining who I am. No, no, God already defined who you are. So don't worry about that. You just make sure you do what you need to do. Also, even with the injustice or whatever it is, write down, notate everything. Write down, notate with date, time. And also make sure 
that you keep things logged. So that way, if you do have to have a meeting, there's what? There's evidence. There's proof right there. With date, I want to make sure, forgive me for not saying it earlier, but we have to make sure things are documented. With date, time, incident. If there were any witnesses, write their name down too. If there was someone that that seen or witnessed it, write it down. Anybody that was in the area, write it down. But also, just in case, I want to put this out there. Just in case you didn't know this, follow up and study this procedure. The procedure called sexual harassment. We need to study that. It's actually for our protection. We have more rights than we realize. And a lot of times people just think, oh, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment doesn't just fall into the category of being uh, having some type of sexual advancement. Even though it says sexual harassment, you got to think about what is harassment. You may need to go to the HR department, human resource department at your job and ask them for the pamphlet, study it, ask questions. Because a lot of time when you're being harassed or if you're receiving um, it's all retaliation, thank the Lord, retaliation, if you recognize it, you need to call them out. You need to not just go and tell that person directly, but go through the proper channels. Get it documented. See, as long as you talking about it or even trying to tell them or even posting it on Facebook, which please be careful what y'all post, even in trying to post it on Facebook, you know what's going to happen? That's making you look bad. That's discrediting you. Keep everything business-fied. Whatever goes on, document it. Even if you need to, get an attorney. Get an attorney. We as believers, we got to keep things business-fied, do things business-fied. But just in case those who may be dealing with conflict, we're going to be praying. But also those who may be having other problems, other situations in their life, we're going to give it to God. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him for he cares for us. So no matter what situation that you're dealing with, there's nothing too hard for God. But also, even though difficult people, even them troublesome people, we're going to give them to God. <clears throat> My son's school teacher say, like Snoopy says, some people are buggable but huggable. There are some people who it seems like every time you see them, they always have some type of negative word. They always have some type of uh, negative comment about everything. But don't let that get into you. We often think about it. Greatest heat is in us. than neither is in the world. So in other words, the negativity within them will not penetrate within us. But the God in us will be our shield and even praying that he have access to get into them. But also, the only way and the best way for those difficult people to be able to be introduced to Christ is for us to be able to be their representative to them during crisis. Sometimes it takes conflict in order for in order for people to see what we're really made of. 
So utilizing this as a teachable moment or even as an introduction to show people, to showcase the Christ within us. And if there's anybody else that's having a problem or situation or even somebody that want to just touch and agree in prayer, we're going to give everything to God. But there may be some who may not be saved. What do we do to get saved? How can you get saved? Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We're going to pray, and whatever your prayer request is, we're going to give it to God and leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We see you see the needs and concern of your children right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you meet every need going to your riches and glory, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help us, God, in every area of our lives right now. God, we give everything to you, God. There's nothing too hard for you, but God, even the situation that we're dealing with, God, God, it may be overwhelming us, God. It may be too much for us, but we know that it's just right for you, and we thank you for everything you've done, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, to trust you in every area, God, and help us, God, to be able to rest in you, God. Help us to have the patience and not just pray and give it to you, God, but help us, God, to wait on your response right now. In the name of Jesus, and stand about everything you stand for. We bind every problem, bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the peace. We thank you, Lord, for the joy. We thank you, Lord, for working everything out. And, God, we're speaking, God, for those who may be hurting right now, God. Heal their heart right now, God. Help them, God, to be able to forgive right now, God, and release any and everything to you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for the instructions, God. We speaking, God, for the wisdom, God. We thank you, Lord, for the discerning spirit that you've given us and even how to cast all of our cares and all of our problems, all of our conflict to you right now, God. And, God, we ask, Lord, to help God. Help us to deal with people in love right now, God, in spite of how they act or who they are, God, but help us to be responsible for our actions, God. And we thank you for everything you've done, God, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and listened and supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. You can read my data devotions or videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherpraetor.org. You will see my data devotions, upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to applaud the fathers who are taking care of their needs and responsibilities towards their children, their family, their spouse, even their children's mother. Also, to inform the women the needs of men and give the single women the qualities of a potential future husband and our fathers to present our future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened to the program. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.